Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Heather. And I'm Mark, and we are your co-hosts. And we're here to take a look back into the Jewish roots of our faith. For the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is Mark, and today's a really fun day. Heather's going to talk to us about Halakha, or Halakhic literature. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. It's nap time in the Kiros household, and I hear it's nap time in your household as well. So That's right. That's how much we love you, youth pastors. We are giving up our nap time, which could be our nap time, Yeah, true because story. we care so much about the roots of our faith for us and you. You That's ready right. to roll? Let's do it. Yeah. So halakhic or halakha, as it's mm-hmm. also understood. So what's the big deal with that? So it's a Hebrew word that means the way. So the rabbis understood it as the way in which someone walks. So if a rabbi went up to another rabbi and said, hey, what's your halakha? Essentially what they're asking is, how do you walk in light of God's commands? How do you interpret it? How do you walk it out? Right? So we see Jesus interacting with halakha all the time in the New Testament. And it's important for us as youth workers in understanding that so we can be rock star teachers to our group of teenagers. So you're ready to bring us down to a super practical level so that youth workers can grasp what halakha is all about? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So what you got? So I um, am a basketball official. Okay. And uh, I do. (gasps) Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Well, no, I I gasped because that is the last thing I would want to do. I feel like everyone would get angry every time I made a call. But they do. maybe that's my own problem. But, you know, honestly, <laughs> they really do get angry. It's really comical. I've got, I've learned to have a pretty thick skin because like some people just, it's like their job. They get paid to come yeah. and yell. I'm pretty sure. So anyways. You're a yeah. youth pastor though. You were made for that. I was made for that. I was made for like bad behavior. So anyways. Right. Bad behavior from Kids, but more from adults. Oh, thank. Oh, man. Help me, Jesus. So anyways, <laughs> so I okay. am a basketball official. And so every year, um, this is like a big thing. I didn't realize this until I got into basketball officiating world. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Like basketball officials are a strange breed of people. Like they <laughs> love basketball officiating. They love to talk about basketball officiating. They love to uh-huh. talk about the rules to the point where like it's like, over and over and over and over over and over it's like we're always talking about some new rule that they've come out with and so every year we have what's called a basketball interpretation meeting and we have this big rule oh my word yeah it's super meticulous the rules are very specific i mean very specific and so Mm -hmm. people don't know this but being a basketball official you really have to know the rule book and what we have conversations about a lot as officials is how do you interpret this? How do you walk out this rule in the midst of a basketball game? And so the way that we do that is we step yeah. onto the court, we make a call, we blow the whistle, we interpret the rule. If I hear about something happening in a basketball game where a kid barrels into another kid and he does what's called a displacement where he displaces the defense, they were in legal guarding position. And I'm going to blow that whistle, poop, mm-hmm. right? And 
bam, I'm going to throw out my most favorite yeah. call to make, which is a charge. Okay. Because I've just now interpreted how to walk yeah. out that ruling. Right. And so here's the thing in Jesus's day, it was like, they were all these, a bunch of basketball officials. Right. And they were all just trying to figure out how yeah. do we make the block charge call? Right. How do we get it so that people understand how to follow God? Just like a basketball official is trying to help players and coaches and other people understand how to properly play the game because the rules are set in place in a way that helps them become a better basketball player and be able to do it in a way that doesn't get people hurt. And so when the rabbis were on the scene and they were doing their halakha, they yeah. were, again, like those basketball officials who were coming in and saying, how do you interpret this rule? How do we walk it out in real life? And so Jesus, a lot of the times, that's why he's always having these discussions with religious leaders who are getting super mad about him because they're like, yeah. yo, what are you doing healing on the Sabbath? You know, and they're just so <laughs> mad about it, right? And because the reason You is- guys, if you could see Heather right now, she's so <laughs> excited about this. And it's either that she loves the Bible or that she loves officiating. And uh, we're not I think sure it's which. Both. <laughs> Maybe both. It's totes both. I no, you're so totes. right though. That they, they walk around having these like yeah. I always call them insider baseball discussions to my kids. Yeah. Like, you don't understand everyone's trying to figure out when you've sinned, when you're angry, or yeah. everyone's trying to figure out what the greatest command is, right? Sure. It's That's like, right. It's like these discussions are layers down the rabbit hole. I yeah. love the idea of all these referees in their striped shirts that are way <laughs> taller than me on a basketball court, like debating the halakha of yeah. the 2000 and I don't know, 21 state championship rule book. <laughs> Dude, it's so true. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, when Jesus is hanging out there and there's that man who's paralyzed and he heals him on the Sabbath and the yeah. religious leaders get all upset about it because as mm -hmm. I think you talked about this a couple of weeks ago, how they, what they were trying to do was put a fence around Torah. And so the rabbis yeah. and the sages would teach that I think there was 39 different laws or 39 different um, guidelines that they gave to not break the Sabbath, mm -hmm. you know, like you couldn't cook yeah. a meal, you couldn't turn a light on, you know, the, all these different types of things. You couldn't light a fire, I think is what it was. Light a right? candle, that is. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. There go. we go. Because we didn't have electricity back then. <laughs> and so, but they did that because that was their halakha of how to walk out yeah. God's commandment of the Sabbath. And Jesus is always kind of like, throwing a curveball at him because he's always getting back to the heart. He's always talking about mercy yeah. and sacrifice and caring for another human being over just being like this hardcore person. Who's like that referee who just like, I'm the rules guy. Rah, right. Like they're just, sometimes I work with these officials who are so yeah. by the book, like they're just throwing out technical fouls left and right. And they're just like, kind of got, you know, um, for lack of a better term, they're just kind of disgruntled, right? And and that's kind of what we see in, totally. in the New Testament is we see a bunch of religious leaders who are a bit disgruntled because they think their halakha is what is most honoring to God. But yeah. Jesus says, no, actually your halakha, the way in which you walk in light of God's commandments is to love God and to love one another. And so youth pastors. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? And so youth pastors, when you're thinking about what the heck halakha is all about? Why does this matter for me and my kids? Well, we teach our kids about Jesus, right? And we interact with the New Testament all the time. 
And so when we look at how we teach our kids, isn't it best to help them understand the world in which Jesus lived in and just look for it. Look in your, in your, as you're reading in the gospels, you'll see Jesus all the time interacting with the rabbis and the sages on how they interpreted God's law and how to walk it out. Yeah. yeah. Do you know one way of framing this in your mind that I've done for undergrad kids is just to think about like giant scales, you know, the old scales that have like a pan on each side and you put a certain amount of weight on one side to balance out the weight on the other side. Yeah. 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 So it's not that all of the religious leaders are walking around obsessed with Halakha. It's that they really believe in their mission to represent God in the world. Mm -hmm. And they have a mindset that says if the ability to keep God's law and represent God's character to the world tips the scales far enough, God will actually culminate history and God will actually send Messiah, kick out the Romans. They're actually altruistic. They're trying to get people to toe the line so that God will act in history with favor. They're they're almost trying to manipulate the scales. On the other hand, if the scale tips too far in the other direction where, well, no one cares about Torah anymore. No one cares about walking out the law of God and no one's even doing it. They're just going about their day like it doesn't matter at all right well then what do we have in history that we're terrified of well we have the exile we just came back Mm. from being taken Mm -hmm. to babylon and brought back again and we have this shot to represent god and so they very much believe god is the tenant caretaker of the land and he can kick them out again if there's not enough obedience here's what i love about jesus he enters that discussion And he seems to be like, hey, you know what? God's the kind of dad that is growing you up, but loves to slip a few coins on your side of the scale. And like, you know what I mean? God will meet you in your inability to walk halakha. And actually, if you love God and you love people with all you've got, you're doing okay, kiddo. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I think it reminds us too in the youth ministry community, when it comes to our kids and their faith and their growth and their development is that we're not necessarily supposed to be just that referee who's always blowing the whistle, correcting behavior, but we're supposed to be a coach who teaches them over and over again to love God and to love others. Cause my best officiating moments are when I can pull a player aside and say, can I explain that ruling to you? And it helps them become a better player. And so, Hey, youth pastors, Get out there, get on the field, get in the game, and do some hard work of understanding Jesus's words of halakha. Absolutely. I love that analogy of teenagers um, basically needing to be gently reminded of Mm -hmm. the way to walk because how many players throw the ball away on their way to becoming a great point guard or how many centers travel a million times on their way Mm -hmm. to learning how to pivot effectively and make the shot. That's as far as my basketball analogies can go because I'm like five, two, but you get the idea, right? So like, I love this idea that we can imitate Jesus in this spirit of compelling inspiration towards God's way of life. And at the same time on the back end, be like, Oh, they're going to throw the ball away. They're going to have games where they just, honestly, they don't, they don't live up to their potential. Right. And we love you and we're deeply for you no matter what. 
That's yeah. awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, hey, youth pastors, thanks for joining us today on this episode of First Century Youth Ministry. Hopefully you learned a thing or two about halakha and how you can apply that to your ministry setting. As always, you can check out all the stuff that we're doing at firstcenturyyouthministry.com. Mark, do you want to tell them about a super sweet uh, opportunity we have coming up in August of 2022? Yeah, August of 2022. We're going to take our first batch of youth pastors to Israel and teach them. Yeah, that's right. And teach them this stuff on the go. And I was talking to Heather the other day. We have we have a great guide. His name's John. And for yeah. years, he's been leading groups to the Holy Land and kind of teaching them how the land is actually the fifth gospel. Like if you really want to understand the Bible, you need to walk the land and see what's up and what's down and what's left and what's right and yeah. all of these things. Um, it will blow your mind. But I told Heather man, our goal for every youth pastor that comes is that they go home having figured out the discipleship piece. That is, how do I move from understanding Jesus Mm -hmm. as a rabbi, putting his whole life into disciples to, I know exactly how to plug that into my ministry and my context now. That's what we're going to be trying to build. Totally. And just the fact that going to Israel, walking that fifth gospel, it just does something to your, your heart and your mind that just explodes your walk with Jesus and the yeah. way that you read the Bible. And that's what we want. We want youth pastors to read the Bible with excitement and with a Middle Eastern vantage point that helps them understand uh, the way the way forward as we take a look back at uh, the words of Jesus. For sure. So, friends. So definitely check out the website and watch for details. Yeah. And don't be afraid after today to ask your senior pastor, Halakha, are you? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, else, Heather? No, man, that's <laughs> perfect. All right. All right. See you later. See you guys. Bye.